You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. I got a really exciting one for you today. Um, one of my most favorite people in the world, and he has actually been on the show before, but we are going to dive in deeper today. Mr. Ryan Flint. Yes, sir. Dude, thanks for being on here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Dude, a lot has happened since our last podcast. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> um, we started a few companies. Yep. Um, you became partner in our RV dealerships, my, my you know, our company. Mm-hmm. So now me and you are partners in it. Yep. Um, we've are in the process of buying a few pieces of ground and in, in real estate and doing a, a, a bunch of stuff together. And, um, you've kind of taken a little bit of a backseat to, to brokering and, and is that okay? Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's a, fair to a, say a little bit of backseat. Yeah, for you sure. Know, me and you are, are, we're, we're, we're literally building an empire. Yeah. I mean, my life since we, I don't remember where we did it in like June has completely. Yeah. It was early summer or like late May, May yeah, June, something like that. Has done, it was right after the uh, the Garth Brooks concert we all went to. Okay, so I don't know yeah. when that was, but um, life has changed a lot. Oh, so, a lot. So one thing I want to ask you, and I've been getting this a lot, and we just had a company call, and you kind of explained this, is why me? I guess you know why why Haugen RV? Why you know decide to be business partners with me? I know that you get a you, you have offers all the time. You have a lot of you, and you do have other business partners and other other things, but. Um, you know, I, I'm getting that a ton and people hit me up in DMS and you know, what are you and Ryan doing? I know this about him and that about him. We were in, you know, Vegas speaking for Dan at elevator nights and people are like, what are, why are you guys here? And then you're like, Hey, we're for the RVDA and people are like, wait, this isn't, isn't making sense. So, you know, yeah, it was pretty cool. So if we, uh, if we rewind back probably before, well, yeah, it was probably after the Garth Brooks concert when we got we started talking business. Um, we'd, we'd, you know, known each other and, and we're connected, but it was, uh, it was when we went to Klamath Falls, when you asked, Hey, will you be my broker and kind of see what we're doing. We need, we own a bunch of our, our properties and we're leasing the rest of them. Can you come up to Oregon for the night? It was just a couple hours. Like we left at four or five at night and we were home at nine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh I'll I'll never remember or forget the the feeling when we got to Klamath Falls. There there're two metal buildings, one's for sales, one's for service. It's a pretty small lot up there, um just chuck full of RVs. And uh you know, I I was getting to know the RV business uh just basically a a mouthful, you know, right. reading about it, reading about, you know, the different land and and building size and coverage ratios and and things that i just do in the real estate world and and uh and then i got to uh jason mentioned to me just behind a building we were looking at some expanding land of the neighboring next door and i said to jason i think i said why don't we buy this and this is how we would you know put it together and this is what it would look like and then we could expand it and i'm happy to contribute on the buy side 
And, uh, and that's when I, I, I remember we were between two fifth, yeah, fifth I, wheels I and you were like, I, well, I've been wanting to talk to you about something. And, uh, it, it was kind of weird because it was right then and there, I knew exactly what he was going to say. Um, and it's, it's, you know, I, I call myself an intuitive guy, but it was really weird. Um, because I knew exactly what you were going to say. Well, what he said was, Hey, my, my, uh, I've been wanting to talk to you. My dad's you know, kind of wanting to slow down and, uh, I'm wanting to put this thing on steroids. I want to be the best, you know, that I can, but I can't do it alone. And, uh, <clears throat> I was anticipating that, that comment. Uh, we even had Matt with us, our CLO yep. and yep. Matt, I grew up with and, uh, always had an, an amazing connection with. And Jason was, was a little bit skeptical about, about how Matt would feel. Right, because right. Matt had uh, had some ownership earlier in the day and on one dealership um, right. before he he chose not not to do that, and uh, or you guys chose I don't know how, how it is he he preferred to help run the company rather than own the company. Um, well, anyways, I we talked on the whole airplane way home, and uh, I I think we 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 had one more uh, trip right after that. I don't know if it was to Colorado. No, it was to Oregon. It was the Oregon yeah. when we went and saw Troy and Jesse. Yep. Yep. And that's where we kind of dove in. And I think it was really that next week. Um, I, I slept on it. I was thinking about it. I obviously own, you know, different businesses and companies that I've partnered with uh, outside of real estate, uh, just because real estate is uh, so much fun. It's, it's created so much uh, wealth and success for me. Um, but being a broker, it's tough. Like it's, you are, you, you know, you call them tenant chasers. I'm not a tenant chaser. I, uh, I did that earlier on. It wore me out. And so, uh, several years ago, once I had my book of business and my awesome clients, which are my friends, um, I just started focusing on doing those, a lot of new development that, that people know about. Um, and I knew that, uh, you know, five, six years ago when I brought Rand on, you know, he, he was, you know, one of my very best friends. Uh, I saw him catch on real quick and I thought this is, this is going to be great because I, one day I hope I can, you know, empower him to take over and, uh, continue doing what I want to do, you know, work on the projects that I want to work on or clients that I want to work with, but that I don't have to be, you know, in it all day, every day, like I had, had right. been the rest you know, for the last decade. Right. And, uh, so as this transitions going on with, with Jason, we, we bond like none other, like it was very, uh, it was very from God. It was awesome. It was a, a very spiritual experience, you know, praying about what we should do. We were talking through it and, uh, I don't even know how it came about, but I, I, I believe I just came to you and said, let's, let's try it out. You know, yeah. and, and you were like, well, I got to talk to Matt. Let me talk to my dad. And, uh, um, you know, I, we had those conversations and it was like five seconds into the conversation that both of them were like, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Right. And so we kind of knew it was, is meant to be. So, uh, from then there on out, I, I, uh, kind of sat down with my real estate team, told them exactly what, what we're doing and, and, uh, you know, put Rand as, as the president of my team and, and empowered Ashley that, that is a killer as well. And I, I check on them. I go to, you know, team meetings or I call in and stop by and, and make sure everything's okay. And obviously there's a couple of deals that I need to make sure that I keep my hands on, right. um, just because they're bigger and newer. And, and, uh, you know, I, I've got long, long-term clients that, 
there's just sometimes I need to be the one kind of man in the project, but it right. doesn't mean that I have to be in the weeds all, all the time. Right. And, uh, for the first time in, in, uh, 10, 11, 12 years with the business, I, I just like real estate, I went all in, like I dove right into the deep end with, you know, felt like I was jumping in skinny dipping, <laughs> super vulnerable. And I, what I didn't know, I didn't know. Right. And, uh, probably the, the greatest, I mean, I, I know I'm going all over the place. Um, probably the greatest feeling was everything since then. Usually I'm, I'm waiting for a doubt or a fear or, or a feeling of like regret or what am I doing? Why did I do that? Um, has been the, the complete opposite. Uh, even with the support from my friends, my family, um, people in our community, people that we associate with that, you know, still you know, yesterday we were on a real estate meeting. You came with me and, right. um, that'll never change. Like I'll always be that, that point person for that, for that individual and, and several others. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty easy stuff. Right. So, um, you know, the team at, at Haugen, uh, absorbed me like a, like family member. They all just, you know, they love me, they love on me. They just, they think nothing but great things and it's just super inviting. So it just speaks to the culture that you built. Uh, in everything we do now we're now we're building more businesses and and it i can't even believe what the future has for us dude it's been it's been awesome because you know it i'm very protective of the company i mean yeah. i've put my soul into this company and i've put a, a a lot into it i mean this is kind of my life's legacy my 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 name's on the building and so right. i'm very protective of it i have let a few people into the company that i probably shouldn't have because they they talked a big game and you know i believed him and you know as, as you've probably found out i'm not really the guy that it needs to revolve around i just care about the company winning like it, it means more to me that the haugen rv name blows up than jason haugen blows up you know for I, sure you know i, I hope that kind of goes hand in hand but really it doesn't really matter to me i really really want to to grow the company and so um but with you like dude it was like freaking brothers man like mm -hmm. it was the easiest conversation literally right after the podcast that we did you're like dude we need to meet and then we started meeting about a different project we were working on and it was like super synergistic we're very similar we're very alike we like a lot of the same things mm -hmm. shout out louis vuitton and shoes we you know we're <laughs> we're, we're, we're uh you know it, it it sounds like people like you guys are weird but it's it is weird like we we think alike we think the same um we are super connected and so that's like people ask me why are you letting them in why what's going on like well first off like i i don't want it to revolve around me i just want the best team around me mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of aspects of the business that i wasn't very good at uh, and a lot of had to do with real estate a lot had to do with connections and scaling and you know bigger thinking than you know where i was at and i do have an advisory board or we have an advisory board and i was being being advised but really i, I was looking for a partner that i could scale with now, my dad was a great partner. I love my dad to death. Um, he was a complete silent investor and didn't want anything to do with the business. And so I, you know, he helped me with first location and, and the second, and then we're, we were self-funded after that, which was, which was sweet, but he is not the type of person right now. He's in protective mode and not growth mode. I mean, he's almost 70. So he's, and I, you know, I had a conversation with him, a really hard conversation. We were actually on our plane. And I'm like, well, I got you for two and a half hours coming or three hours or coming back from Indiana. And I'm like, here's great time. You can't leave me. Right. Like there's no distractions, no cell phone service. You're just talking. And I was like, you're, 
you're not the right, even though he's a silent partner, he always checks up and we always talk and things like that. But I was like, you're, you're not the right, you're, you're not in the right mindset for me right now. I love you to death, but you're in a protective, just wanting to go retire, which I respect. I mean, my dad's almost 70. He's been an entrepreneur since he was like 14 years old, um, owned businesses since he was 18 and, you know, hasn't had a job since 1980, like six or something like that. And, you know, I, I always had that mind where I was, where I was struggling, where, you know, if I wanted to go do something or go hop on the plane and go somewhere just for the chance of an opportunity to make a little bit of money and some headway, I was in creation mode. And my dad's like, why are you doing this? And why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? But it's just the mindset. And then when we met, we're, we're just freaking thinking crazy, right? Like we're thinking big and we're doing this and buying this one and building this dealership over here and buying this group over here and doing that and doing this and raising capital and all the, like, I'm like, dude, it, this is what I've been looking for. And I love having a partner. Like people usually hate having a partner. I love having a partner, especially one that we're so on the same page and we can have those conversations and we can say, Hey, how's this deal going to work out? And I'm honest with you, like in a lot of the real estate stuff, be like, oh, I don't really deserve that. I, you know, I wasn't, wasn't part of that project. I don't need to be, I don't need anything from it. And I think that it just, it just works. So like a lot of people are, you know, have been questioning me just saying, dude, like this is your, your life's legacy. And I'm like, well, this can be our legacy. Like this is, I want all the employees and team members and everybody to know that like, this is our legacy. And, you know, now we've started different projects together. We got, you know, something every day. I, I come home and talk to Mikel. I'm like, Mikel, every day something new pops up. This is the coolest, you know, time of my life because I'm in creation mode. I, I want to create and grow and scale. And I have huge goals and you have huge goals. And we're very similar in that way. And we are very similar in the fact that we don't really care about it being all about us. We just want to win. Right. I mean, you're like. You know, even your boat, you're like, oh, yeah, I've almost like, I've always wanted a boat. You're like, well, buy half mine. <laughs> I'm like, well, frick, dude, you want, we're going to share everything. Yeah. Like, I'm a see, um, super easy going guy. Yeah. And, and I, and I am too. Like I'm almost to a fault. Cause you're like, they're just things. Yeah. And it, the other is funny. Cause the other day we were in a meeting. I don't know if you remember this, but you're like, uh, like, what do you think? And I'm like, no, what do you think? And you're like, Jason, the king of deflecting. And I'm like, because I don't really care about being like the person with all the answers. I just, what do you think? And so um, you know, that's just, it's probably my personality to a fault. So I got to work on that, but I, I'm, I'm more of a, you make the that's decision. That's why you're because, such a good team player though. Well, you, you, you know, better than me. I mean, I, I'm, you know, we're partners for a reason, right? It's not just uh say we have a partner. Like I trust you, you trust me. You're good at what you're good at. I'm really good at what I get at. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in not trying to do a hundred things and just really focusing in your lane and you focus like there's three pillars right now to the company. We have Matt, you and me. And we really just work together. Like there's no, I mean, you know, like the hierarchy thing doesn't really matter to us. We're all just here to win. Yeah, we don't have and, that. You know, when you're, we're building a company, that means a lot to a lot of people. And I think people can feel that. Oh, for sure. And it's a culture thing, right? We yeah. create, we, in our meetings, we talk about culture being a feeling. Right. And it's a feeling that everyone feels from the top down. And there's really, it's really no, it's like left to right. There's no top to bottom. Right. Um. I just like that we're all in creation mode. What we don't know, we don't know. And, and, and what we don't know, we ask. Right. And what we do know, we step up. And right. uh, that's really cool because all three of us bring a different component and a different energy and a different knowledge base and, and experience. You know, Matt's a couple years older than me. I'm a couple years older than you, a lot older than you. <laughs> and uh, Jason's a baby. 
And, uh, but it's, uh, it's really neat because your experience, especially being around your dad for so many years and watching him, you know, succeed and excel and, and live that life. Um, my dad was a, a mega entrepreneur, but we both, we both started in the garbage duty. You right. know, our dads are very similar that way. For sure. And so we, from an early age, we both learned how to work. It, nothing was ever given to us. Right. Um, and I, I am positive Matt is that same way. Um, it's, it's just fun because our meetings are very, uh, short, sweet to the point, but they're very direct. They're very, Hey, let's cut through the weeds. Let's not, you know, deal with things on our side. Let's deal with what's right in front of us. Um, we have an awesome culture, uh, eat from our culture cards to our, to our branding, to our feeling, to our, you know, smells, looks, um, everything that we're creating, even the text messages that the, the tens and tens of text messages every single morning I get from the employees that are uplifting and, and powerful and motivating. And some of them are in service. Some of them are, are in sales. Some of them are out in the cold, you know, trying to sail a trailer, um, or in the rain. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's meaningful that people see us as, as ordinary human beings, right? Because it's, uh, I, I've, I've always, uh, disliked, you know, people thinking that I was, didn't have enough time or too busy or on a pedestal. And, and that's honest to God, never the case. Right. Um, I'm a person that just loves people. And so are you. And that's, that's really where, um, I gravitated towards you. What had nothing to do with any success. I hadn't ever seen your numbers or the RV numbers. I had never seen anything like that. I didn't really give a crap and I know it was vice versa. Um, we had an awesome connection. It was very spiritual connection. And uh, we vibe as as very close brothers. I know we stick up for each other no matter what, come hell or high water. And that's what partners do. Right. Um, even traveling together, um, there's there's uh, there's many times where we could probably argue, um, but we don't need to because we're in alignment. Right. You know, um, we agree to disagree on things, but within fifteen or twenty seconds, it's like, ah, uh, yeah, we're actually in alignment. Right. Um, we can change this, this, and this, but this doesn't need to be changed and, and let's move forward. Let's not, let's not dwell. Right. So. Well, and, and, that, and that's, we're good because we having a partner that you can be direct with, we can, you know, talk about partnerships, um, is really important because dodging questions or working around it, or, you know, even like, you know, coming to you and be like, Hey, I'm going to be pretty direct. We have a problem. You know, this is wrong. What do we do? I mean, the good thing about you and I, and what I would encourage people is just, just, just try to find the right answer. Don't really try to prove that your answer is always right. And I think we do a pretty good job with that. Like I, I'm, you know, sometimes not really doom and gloom, but I'm like, you know, it's not going to work like this. Boom, boom, boom. And like give my answers. And then you and Matt will come back and be like, well, you know, this and that. And like, so we, we have a healthy debate and I wouldn't even really debate just a healthy discussion. Mm-hmm. And we drag ideas through the mud. Um, you know, like with those whole branding thing we can get into, I've been very against rebranding the dealerships. I'm very against it because I don't, I don't need it to be about me and I've really never wanted to be about me. Um, but talking with our branding guys and talking with all the experts, you know, it's a very good idea that we become one, one name. And, you know, when you came to me with that, I I think that I had always like wanted to do it. I had just, you got to push me off the cliff. Yep. And you definitely, you and, you know, Ben and Matt, and pretty much everybody because you had the call when I was at the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. And I, you text me like everybody's on board. We're doing yeah, it. We did, like, it. Well, we did it on that day for a reason. So that yeah. you weren't on the call, <laughs> you know, but, but I, but I, I mean, it's healthy discussions because I have debated, you know, why not to do it for a couple of weeks. Right. And, but the more I'm thinking about it, the more we're dragging it through the mud, 
the more we talk to advisory board, they're like, no, yeah, that's great. You need to do it. You need to do it. You need to do it. So, you know, in 2023 is going to be a big year for us rebranding as a, uh, do we, can we say it? Just yeah. As, as, as all locations will be Haugen RV. Um, new we'll look, start changing new the feel, name. Yeah. We got a colors. new logo, new colors, um, new feel. Um, it's just, it's going to be epic. And that's, it's been hard for me because, you know, I've, I've, we've grown the company from, you know, one location in Salt Lake City to eight now. And, you know, hopefully, we're, you know, we are growing and, um, but we want to do it the right way. Um, it's been really hard for me to mentally get over that. Yeah. That I want to protect everybody so much and protect, you know, okay, we bought, you know, this dealership where, you know, they had this name. I want to protect it, protect it, protect it. They won't feel like we're together. And then, but then thinking about it out loud, it's like, no, they completely feel the opposite because they have a different name and, and customers don't know. And the, vendors don't know and the industry doesn't know and it's very confusing and you know having those discussions and hard conversations i think are so important and being direct with your partner is is good and you know like i said earlier just trying to find the right answer like you're you're just like you're just wanting to hear make it better and i love your perspective because you don't know what you don't know and you haven't been in the industry for you know five years like i have and then you know 20 years that matt has or 20 something years that matt has right um and, you know, we, we kind of get in our habits and we get in our, our thought processes and you kind of come shake it up, which is really good. I mean, that's what you want in a partner. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that we, it, it would be good to dive into kind of what went on in your brain when, when I approached you with, with, uh, a new logo set, obviously we were, we were tweaking, uh, not necessarily even the colors, but just the, the, the brand we were looking at our different, you know, castle country and fun time and all, all those others, um, seeing how we could co-brand them powered by Haugen RV. Right. And, uh, when I approached you, obviously there was, there was some resistance, but there was a, some excitement obviously. Right. Um, you, you showed me excitement because you show me your true colors. Um, you don't hide very well with me. But I am um, I'm known to be an oversharer. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you uh, you were definitely protective in in our executive meeting, in our management meeting, in the sense of, you know, I, I don't want to make it all about me. But yet um, you take more pride than anyone I know in what name is on the building. So I think it would be good for for people to hear, you know, kind of your thought process through that and, and what what was it in the end that, that gave you permission to just say, you know what, that is the right thing. I'm going to trust the process and it's going to be epic and I'm going to go all in. So when you, when you, when you came to me with the the branding, um, I was, I love the logo, immediately love the logo, love the colors, love the simplicity. Um, you had a great story of why, um, you know, this is complicated and that's complicated. And when you're printing, this is wrong. And you did, you know, I'm not going to, you know, shit talk the people who made the logo, but there was a lot of imperfections in the logo that now I can't unsee. And so, you know, I love the logo. I, so I was all about like that logo, but what I was very hesitant about it was naming the dealership that because I didn't really want, I didn't want my, like, I don't want it to be about all about me. Um, and it's a very hard name to pronounce. Like everybody says Hagen, Hagen, Hugen, he like everything. Isn't um, that a beautiful thing yeah. though? But I didn't realize that until you made a point of like, but people never forget it. Yeah. And so we were talking with Ben that he saw one of our commercials during one of the, you know, it was on ESPN. 
And he was like, dude, I was watching it. And the only thing I remember, it was powered by Haugen RV. I don't remember. He said Haugen, you know, powered by Haugen RV, but I can't remember the name of the dealership. And I'm like, that's not a good thing. Because Haugen, Haugen, I almost said Haugen, Haugen is a very unique name. You know, there's not a lot of people out there with the last name Haugen. So you, it's really easy to remember. It's hard to forget. And so when you do branding, you know, sometimes we tend to think that the easiest name is the best name, but it gets, it gets lost, right? Like it, like there are so many things like, like L'Oreal. I was looking at that the other day. I was like, L'Oreal, it looks like L'Oreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it looks like L'Oreal, but then you, you, you know, we know it as L'Oreal. And so it's just training people in branding and Haugen, 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 Haugen. And I think there are people out there that with the last name that spell the same, that say Haugen, I really don't care. But um, the way we are going to, you know, pronounce it is Haugen. And, you know, I'm excited. Now I'm excited. I, I, I can't wait to be one, you know, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I have gotten approached by a lot of people um, in the last probably year of wanting to be one name. And whether that was Legacy RV or Castle Country RV or Funtime RV or Haugen RV, a lot of them want to be Haugen RV. They feel like it's very unique. They feel like um, it, it helps with the culture. And, you know, talking about culture with this this podcast is, you know, feeling united under one name and under one shield. And the shield is kind of our, you know, we, you talk about it's going to be the backbone and we're going to have like our shield of excellence. And, you know, that it's going to be, you know, bonded by the shield. That's important. And I, and I don't think I realized how important that was until I've been to a few trainings with a bunch of locations mixed together and everybody just feels kind of on their own. And so I got to, you know, taking my own advice in this podcast is, you know, trying to unify everybody in, in, in one name is just going to definitely unify that. And there are going to be a lot of people with a lot of pushback. Um, you know, one of our dealerships or a couple of our locations are very well known in the United States. And so that will probably be co-branded for a while. And there's obviously like, we're, you know, day one is not going to be all hogging RV. We're going to do this the right way, but I'm very excited. Um, you know, now, and, and I just appreciate you, you, you putting in the effort because you were up to like three o'clock in the morning with the branding guy or even later, I don't, I don't even remember. And you guys made that logo and did all kinds of stuff that I'm super, super excited about. Yeah. We wanted to surprise you. It was a, uh, it was really exciting for me too. Yeah. So I <clears throat> so appreciate that. You're welcome. So, uh, from your perspective, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's put the host on this side of the table. What, what's, what's the future of Haugen RV and Jason Haugen? I just want to keep growing. Um, you know, our, our tagline right now internally is we, we don't want to be the biggest. We just want to be the best. And there's a lot that goes into being the best. And we want to work on, or we are working on a lot of, you know, customer experience. So, you know, your, your CX, your employee experience, um, and just being the best and making the locations. We want to, you know, spiff up the locations, obviously have branding, obviously signage, obviously colors, obviously, you know, a lot of things would go in to be the best and grow in the right ways. Um, you know, focusing on, you know, a certain part of the region of the U S not, we're not going to give all of our, our secrets away, but, um, you know, focusing and really honing, honing in on our acquisition model and who we acquire, how we acquire, um, how, you know, the, the times on our acquisition, how we structure the deals. Like there are so many things that go into it now that before I was just kind of just sprinting, right? Like I was just, I mean, we bought five locations in a year. That's a lot. Yeah. I um, mean, in, in, in five separate transactions. Now buying one, doing one transaction with five dealerships is very different, right? That's, you know, way, I won't say easier, but that's way different. We did five separate transactions and that was hard. I mean, yeah. it, that was 
freaking hard. Oh, I guess three, four separate because one of them was a two, a two location. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty two. I forget what years we bought what dealerships in, and you know I, I'm excited. I I, I want to keep growing. Um, you know, as far as myself, you know, speaking speaking more, doing different things, um, and just keep being a better me. Be you know, first off, be a better husband, be a better father um and and keep rolling and, and keep working on this culture camp i love this podcast it's helped a lot of people I get some great feedback from it and just want to blow it up even more because i feel like it's so important um you know hold an event maybe called culture camp one day and with a bunch of people coming in and uh and, and flying in and really teaching very specific sales in different industries and like you know industry leaders being able to teach culture because i think it's so important you know when you and i have uh went and looked at a couple different dealerships um, or groups or whatever and culture is not as prominent in the rv industry or really in a lot of industries as we think um everybody claims it a lot of people say that they do have culture but there's very rare companies that actually manage through the culture and that's what i want to help people do is manage through the culture and that's one thing that i want to i want to do in our company is keep managing through the culture and, and honing in those ideas and honing in those uh you know the way that we do that is how we could become the best well, we, we hear when we go to these events how important culture is from basically everybody, right? right. But um, my personal experience is I don't see a ton of it out there. I see, I, I hear a lot of it, but I don't see a lot of it. Right. Um, when people listen to Culture Camp, you know, you you obviously have interviewed some awesome people and uh, we, we, we get feedback, especially being, you know, Algon RV all the time about how, uh, how good the culture camp podcast has been. Where do you think the biggest gap is with people in their culture or if people are starting a company or call it a team? Cause it could be a team within a company, whether it's sales or service or, you know, maybe a real estate team. How do you, how do you start culture? What, what, what are kind of the steps to just get going and, and tell me a little bit or tell us a, a little bit about what, what, what created the culture card or, or, you know, where you, you do culture alignment meetings, or I should say right. we do right rather than uh, disciplinary, you know, sit downs. Cause that's cool. So I think that it, it, it all comes down to, you know, one thing is how you view people. If, if you view people as revenue and that's all you view in them and you don't think that they have families and you don't care about them and they're just something to you. And which means like, if, if you, you know, you're trying to get to, you know, hundred million a year and you're getting okay, this many employees to do this much. And, and yeah, there's that calculation, but if that's all you view them, I think that that is where you, where it, where it starts. If you, if you love your people, like, you know, my, my favorite thing is, you know, culture, just love your people. And like you say it all the time, um, you just love your people and, and, and be a coach. I love sports. You love sports. If you think about it more like more coaching them and helping them, and getting the best out of people and how you treat them. Cause nobody, I mean, I, I go back to working at my days in GNC and I was treated um, by a regional manager horribly mm-hmm. um, to the point that I, I quit. I mean, I just, I couldn't, I did, I didn't deserve it anymore. And so I go back to that experience and how I want to be treated and, and how I want to be talked to and how, you know, if, if someone's not performing right, how you talk to them and making the culture number one in a company is hard because it kind of gets lost in translation of everybody gets a trophy and no one can ever get fired and we're a family and no matter what, even like it, there's a fine line of like a winning culture and a good culture. And then just uh, everybody gets a trophy and you know, you're never going to fire anybody. And you see that a lot in like more mom pa styles. 
And then, you know, when companies grow, you know, say they grow from, you know, go from 50 to, you know, 200 employees. Now that range, usually they're, they're the owner or the manager or whoever, the CEO is pretty connected to people. But once it starts to get bigger, more disconnected and the culture starts to diminish because there was never a really good foundation, uh, you know, put in there. And so, you know, the culture cards came from a, a mutual friend of mine who owns a bunch of dealerships. And, you know, that was the idea, you know, they, they have their own culture cards. And so I kind of put it in, but you know, our thing, you know, we managed through into cultural realignment meetings is, is kind of our own thing, um, through a company that we, we get a lot of consulting from on, on leadership consulting. And they kind of do that. They, they, they do their own form of it, but we actually have our own form that says cultural realignment form. And, you know, you put all these things down and really managing through the culture. So what your values are. And, you know, one of our value, values is trust. So, you know, if we find out someone's lying to somebody really internally or externally, you know, a lot of your values are kind of managed internally. Of, and then that, I guess, portrays how you are externally, if that makes sense. And so, you know, if we find out you're lying to a customer or something happens, you know, we, we get salespeople and they don't mean to do it on purpose, but, you know, they might say a trailer has something that it doesn't. So when they buy it, they get it and the customer's pissed because they don't have it. And so, you have those cultural alignment meetings. It's like, hey, like, you know, you, you kind of broke the trust with this person, even though you didn't mean to. Um, you broke the trust of this person. So we kind of, you know, we put down three reasons of why. And we do it more of like you as the individual that, quote unquote, violated the value. You tell me how we're going to work on it. Right. It's a mutual roadmap. And then we'll come back in a week and and figure it out. And we'll try to get that trust back. You know, whether it's even if it's you calling the customer, apologizing, you know, doing something, we have to, you know, give them a little gift certificate or whatever, just make the customer happy. How are we going to gain that back? And that's, you know, I, I believe that the more goals you set for yourself and the more objectives you set for yourself, you kind of hold yourself accountable. So it's not me telling you what you're going to do. You're telling me what you're going to do. And now I'm going to hold you accountable to those, those objectives. Yeah. And what's really neat about that. Do you think that employee is going to make that same mistake? No, not usually. Yeah. Not usually. And if, and if they do, they know by our third cultural realignment meeting that they're probably going to get redeployed back in the workforce. Right. It's just not working out. And, and those conversations are easy Yeah, because it's like, dude, like this is our third conversation. You're habitually lying to people. It's like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, we're, we're just going to go in a different direction. Yeah. I understand because they know that that's how we take it so serious. And you know, we, but what companies don't do very well is they don't, they have value statement and a mission statement that, they don't live by. Right. And, you know, when we do our meetings, every single meeting, we car check each other. And this is, you know, very, this is what, you know, my buddy does at his, all of his locations. And, you know, we car check each other. We talk about the values, talk about the mission statement, what it means to you. And, and, and before we do any meeting and then we put it back down and that's powerful. Like even in our management meeting our director's meeting what a month ago, yeah. you know, I car checked everybody every single time we talked about it and it was cool. Well, it's one of the first things. So I, I'm doing all the interviews uh, for new executives coming into the company. And, and the first thing that I talk about is, is our culture. Um, we talk about how we have a feeling what we create. We talk about the culture card and I flash it up to them and I show it to them. Um, you know, whether it's on a Zoom call or in person, depending on the number of, of uh, interviews I've been doing with that, that individual. And it's so cool to see how much they just soften. You know, it's like their whole demeanor of being nervous or anxious or whatever. When I flash the culture card and talk about how culture is the most important thing to us, and it's that if it's a feeling and they hopefully can feel it 
across the table or through the screen, they, they calm down. Right. And they become themselves. I mean, I've had so many people crawl out of their shells in a good way just by interviewing them, um, showing our culture through action. Right. Our culture through action is, hey, trust me. Our culture through action is, hey, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm not here to pick you apart. I'm just here to get to know you. Right. Because once I get to know you, then I can react in a way that I need to react. Right. right. And, and that's so important. Like, so we, we as a company, as you know, um, we dive really, really deep into uh, personalities. We use DISC, D-I-S-C. A lot of people, you know, they use colors of red, uh, yellow, blue, sure. green, or whatever it is. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they're white, not green, white. And, but we use DISC. So, you know, your D-I-S-C. And understanding, like I have taken like a personal, you know, last couple of years, really understanding why people do what they do and why they react, how they react. And people have kind of two personalities. They have a, a, a personality in a favorable situation of how they're, you know, almost they're, they're in, in, in something good. And then they have a personality of almost a reactionary personality of it's an unfavorable situation. And quite often it's complete opposite. You know, you're, you're a dominant person until something bad happens and then you curl up in the corner and don't want to be, you know, don't want to face it. And so understanding why people do what they do in, in a team is very important. All of our executive team, our director team, they all have taken this personality test and I know exactly how they're, they're going to react and their personalities. I know, you know, the details that they're going to do and in coaching around that where someone understands you know even in a relationship if you understand your spouse's you know personality and they understand your personality will go a long way now that does not give you an excuse um like i have you know in my life i'm i'm a i'm an an interacting socializer they call it an i um but i have a lot of d dominant directing like i'm very boom 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 but i really care about what people think so you know as far as they feel there are some people like I just did a test with the guy the other day that I'm helping. He was like all the way D dominant directing had really not a lot of other things. And I'm like, yeah, that's your problem is because you, you are like that, but there's ways that you can talk to people and there are ways that you can, you can uh, combat that. Like when we have direct conversations with people, I am known for very being very direct and kind of harsh, but what helps me is I can sit someone down and just say, Hey, I'm going to have a direct conversation with you. The conversation of this, this point, like when I was uh, talking to one of our bank friends, yep, yep. I told them, you know, where I was at the jazz game, this is going to be a hard conversation. I'm going to be very direct with you. But the point of this conversation is not to blame anybody. It is to come out of this conversation aligned and on the same page. Are you okay with that? Yes. So you can have those hard conversations if you set the expectation at the beginning and I think that there's a lot that a lot of that has to do with culture because a lot of people don't know that there's a lot of people that I interact with. And, you know, before, you know, I would do a little bit of coaching here and there with just my friends and family and my mutual friends that are business owners on this personality stuff. Cause I've, I've studied the living crap out of it. I know it very, very well. And it's funny that people have no idea. They're like, Oh, like my, you know, my boss just talks to me like I'm an idiot all the time. Well, Let's see if he really means that, you know, we can have him do the personality test. And if he's, you know, what, what person, what, where is he at? And then he needs to learn, okay, I'm a very direct person. How do I help, you know, not being direct. And a lot of it is with people, you know, a team like surrounding yourself. If you are a person like a, an S personality is a steady relator. They do not want anybody to be, they are the, the harmonizer. They are the, 
just everybody needs to be happy why are we yelling like love each other why are we mad i mean usually it's like my mom is she'll be crying on all like if you're a crier in a hallmark movie you're probably an ass personality um you if those people like if you're that you need you know some other personalities in your life and on your team to help you you know if you if you can't have those direct conversations if that's not in your personality then surround yourself with people that can and it's it's almost not it's not like pawning it off like hey i need you to go talk to this person and fire them it's it coach me through it and help me can you please help me do this can you do this like that that's not my forte and you see it a lot in in founders is with very different company various different companies is they're you know a personality and they're not really good with the numbers or they're not like sales sales people are sure. usually kind of very you know and in an eye they're not the most detail oriented people because they are just usually life of the party and want to you know want to sell just right selling, yeah that person so it's funny in the rv industry a lot of the sales people end up owning their own dealerships so we're buying dealerships right now from people who were sales people you know 30 years ago who didn't really care about a lot of the details because they just cared about selling right like right. sell 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 but it's like no there are so many other details and important things in in a company and so it's very important for you to know okay i'm i'm in my lane and i'm really good at this and i need to find someone who's really good at the details and you know like right now we're finding you know we're we're you know courting you know a new cfo right and so like getting someone that really cares about the details is very important for that that position if we find someone who doesn't really care about the details well that just that, that doesn't even make any sense and so like you know i haven't really talked to you about this but it, like i would want them like if we came down to you know, two or three different people and like their, their, their third interview or whatever, like have them take a personality test to see where they're at. And, yeah. and because if, if, and not, I don't ever want to pin it, pigeonhole anybody because I'm not exactly the, you know, the, the, there, there really is no gold standard. I, I will say that like, there's no really most CEOs and business people are in the D the DI side of, of, of the quadrant, I guess you could say. Um, but that's just, that's who they are. I mean, you kind of have to have people that drive it. Um, well, but, and that was, that was going to be my next question is, you know, there's probably a lot of people that listen. Um, my, at least I know a lot of our friends that listen that have bigger companies. Right. Um, we have 187, 188 employees at the time right now. Right. That's a big company. It's a lot to handle. Right. We focus on culture every day, all day long. Um, you just talked about personality tests and, you know, what you don't know, you don't know. Um, I, I guess both of us could respond to the to the question that's probably posed out there is how do you deal with it with 188 employees in multiple states continuing that culture and, and knowing who to empower and how to empower the right person touch points I mean it's really important to you know start from the top down culture like you always says is, is a feeling it starts from the top down and you have to coach all of those general managers so all of our general man managers are in the coaching and we have a very specific leadership coaching and you have to have it's got to be a part of your life like we like matt our coo he he demands that all of this happens at the store level and that's very important so when we go there we're all speaking the same language like that's why right. we teach disc personality and you know we don't let we don't leave it up to the general managers to teach their own you know number or color or whatever because we all need to be on the same page and this is what we kind of chose four years ago and so, so we need to grow together. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we all have different skill sets, right? We all have 
different experience in whether it's a leadership, whether it's sales, whether it's finance or HR, we all have our own skill sets. But when it comes to a culture, you have to make sure that you're in 100% alignment, that you're present in everything that you do in the sense of when you're training, go all in. When you are listening or you're being taught, be all in. Apply it to how can I implement this with my personality on my team? Right. And there's really no wrong or right. If, if you want to uh, talk that way, it either works or it doesn't. And just try to find things that work for your team that are in alignment with what you're being taught. Right. That's super important. Um, I know we're getting low on time, but what, what's, what's the future for you and I, man? Dude, People want to know. Me and you are going to freaking blow it up. Um, we got a big event coming up that I can, I'll, you know, let you, you know, chat about, but we, we're going to blow it up, dude. I mean, we're, me and you are so aligned and so on the same page and we're so about creating like a legacy for our families and, and just helping people. Um, you know, that, that's really where our heart is, you know, with the, the Haugen family foundation, we've, we have big plans to blow that up. Um, which again, I don't want it to be all about me. It's about, you know, hundred percent of those proceeds goes back, right? We, we meet, I elected to take nothing from it. Um, we, a hundred percent of those proceeds go back and we, we have big, we have big, big plans, man. 2023 is going to be an insane year. I mean, we, we have our, our real estate companies. We have, you know, we do, we're going to probably do some coaching. We're going to do, you know, events. We're going to do all kinds of crazy stuff. And you know, the sky's the limit for you and I, I believe um, I'm very, very, very excited and very grateful for you. And you know, it's just, it's, it's been freaking fun, dude. I mean, we, we have a blast together. Yeah. I was just going to say the, the greatest thing about it is that we're having fun. Right. Um, there has been multiple days in my life, especially from being in corporate, being a leadership, you know, leader position in corporate for so many years where I come home exhausted, completely exhausted, full of anxiety, stress. You know, I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. I feel like the weight of of all my clients' weight is on my shoulders. And uh, it's been a breath of fresh air that I come home happy. I I wake up happy. I thank goodness that it's Monday and I get pissed that it's Friday. Um, You know, I I work through the weekend. I'm always dreaming and, and brainstorming and journaling and reading and trying to polish what I've already polished um, and, and get better because I know that you're doing that too. Right. So I, I think I'm the most excited to see where Haugen RV group goes in the future with not only, uh, the growth in our dealerships, but our brand, our, our RV parks and our RV storage component, our concierge, the things that we're doing that no one else is doing. Right. Um, and being, uh, more forward thinking. Um, we have created an amazing culture. And, uh, you know, I'm just piggybacking on what you've created, uh, and implementing what I created in, in my own cultures back in the day. And then the real estate component, you know, there's, uh, we've, we've got a lot of synergy in our connections. We've got connections with, uh, a lot of private equity firms and, and people that want to do business with us. And I think that's a compliment to who you and I are. Um, sometimes I, I ask myself, why me, why us? I know that you ask yourself that too. Right. Um, but rather than dwelling on that, like I used to, why me, why me? Um, I'm saying, um, I know why it's me. Um, and it's because of the years and years and years of selfless service that I've given back to other people, allowing them to be successful and me taking the back seat. And that's just the, the kind of the person that I am. And uh, now I've just given myself permission for us to 
have that success and right. enjoy that success. And does it mean that we're keeping it all to ourselves? Absolutely not. It's actually the, 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 the opposite. Um, we're involving our friends. We're involving, you know, other people. We're, in, we're involving people that want to do business with us in any way that they want, right. whether it's real estate, capital, um, development, uh, RV business. Um, but, but what we are going to do is just continue that our friendship stays in touch uh, in, in very tight alignment. We're going to make sure that uh, our culture is consistent throughout because uh, that's the most important to me is, right. is making sure that that feeling of love and, and service and, and doing things for others. And, and you know, we want to make a lot of money together because we want to help a lot of people. Right. And that's the beautiful thing about the foundation. And it's everything we do from a, an event perspective or a dealership or uh, real estate, there's always a component of giving back. And right. uh, when you give back, your heart's just so full. Um, you and I are align in alignment that way. And, and uh, but in the end, we're going to have the most fun that we've ever had in our lifetime. And uh, I feel like the relationships that are coming our way are relationships that have gravitated towards us that want to be with us are relationships that, that will be friends forever. Right. No, I a hundred percent agree, man. I'm, I'm really excited for all the stuff we got going on. I mean, do we, I mean, frig, dude, we got we RV parks that we're working on right now. Um, we got an email that we got to answer back today about one of them. Um, but it's just, dude, it's super exciting because, you know, you're only as good as the team that surrounds you, right? And with me and like when you talk about culture and creating that winning culture, taking it, like just thinking about other people and helping people and viewing viewing that as viewing whatever you're doing of, of, of like, you know, being a team, like it's like a clock, right? Like every clock, like my, my Rolex has, I don't know how many pieces in it, but they're all a little bit different, but I need them all to tell the time. Now I'm not going to say Rolex is the most perfect time telling device, but you know, it, we, we all need, we all have a role. And I think, you know, you and I've kind of clearly defined our roles along with the other team members and we're kind of doing our own thing. And then we, we, they're not really doing our own thing, but we, we, we kind of dissect what's going on. And now we've, it's been able to make us more efficient. It's been able to make us expand our dreams, expand our thinking, expand our vision, expand our goals. Um, and now we're getting into all kinds of crazy stuff, um, which is super fun and really, really awesome. And we have the team to do it. And we, we're going to execute better than anybody that's ever executed. We got, you know, something coming on at the beginning of the year and in spring within an event in February um, date, date pending, if we can nail down a venue that we're going to bring in some of the most powerful people in their space to really do teaching, you know, yeah, not, it's not, not gonna a raw, be, raw thing. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be a raw, raw or, Hey, look at me, look how successful I am. It's going to be about education and right. teaching culture. And, and again, the things that everybody wants, you know, we hope that when people leave their hearts so full, their brains just completely jammed with information and their notebooks full of notes that they can now go implement it into their daily life. I, I will reiterate what I said on the, the second podcast in culture camp was you're never, ever, ever as good as your next deal. So quit thinking that right. You're only as good as the relationships that you have with other people and how you treat people. And that is the, the that is my way of life. Um, when you start thinking, Oh, I'm just as good as my very next deal. You're in big trouble. But if you think about I'm as good as how I'm treating people and treat, you know, I'm, I'm being treated back by people that are really matter. Um, and, and that comes by setting boundaries. You got to create boundaries so that the people that you are 
dealing with are people that love you just as much as you love them. Right. One thing that you live by is win, win or no deal. Mm -hmm. I know you're, I mean, you can speak to what you're doing with, with win, win or no deal. I don't know if you want to announce it yet, but talk more about that because you shared a video recently on your Instagram and tag me in and I shared it and you know, I got a bunch of, of DMS and you know, that, that literally is how we live by. And we go into negotiations like, look, this has to be a win, win or no deal. And, and that, that changes the entire feeling of that meeting quite often. Yeah. Probably in the next couple of months, it, it'll hopefully all be done. But, uh, for as long as I can remember in my real estate career and, and honestly, it came by learning from watching other people not do this. You know, it was always, uh, I win and you lose and, and rah, rah, let's go right? Or, yeah, you kind of win and I really win. Let's go. And I just don't work that way. I, there's always a feeling of remorse or, or regret or, um, shame. And I have always just lived by win, win or no deal. I have friends that tell me, you know, win or win, win more right together. But the, the second highest level of energy is win, win or no deal. And the highest level of energy usually comes in a relationship basis where it's we win together. Right. And uh, so for probably the past two or three years, I have been slowly writing a book and it, 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 it hopefully will come out in the next couple of months, but it's called win, win or no deal. And I'm super pumped to share it because it's just how I learned uh, the importance of relationships and how to negotiate on both sides, even in the hard times that, that it's win, win, you know, or no deal. Right. The, the cool thing is, is you have to be strong enough and you have to have enough self-confidence that if it's kind of a win for them, but it's a win for you, but they're okay with it being the way it is that you have the confidence and a surety to say no deal yet. I love that. What works for you. Let's make sure that both sides work. I'll tell you what, you, you, you can't tell me that the next deal that they have, whether it's a real estate deal or a, or a RV acquisition or an RV park, or just, you know, a salesperson, when, when that happens to them, they'll never forget you. Right. When they want to do a deal, they know that they're going to be dealing with a winner. Right. And that looks out for that best interest too. And that's where the relationship and the bonding and the connection and the love and, uh, you know, that infinite friendship comes from. For sure. And there's so many people that can use that because, when you're a, a lot of people and we know you and I personally know a lot of people like this, that they, the only thing that they, they do things just for personal gain. They do things just for the notoriety. They do things just for, for themselves. And you know, they might say that's for other people or say this or that, but like truly it, it's, it's just a, basically a win lose. Like they, they don't really care if the person on the other side's winning. They just care about them winning. And one thing, you know, going back to when we first met, I totally noticed that you, you are a, Hey, make sure you're taken care of. And it was almost like, Hey, like, is this dude being for real? Like, is he, you know, he, cause you, you make connections. You are Mr. Connector. Like you are the connector. You are the plug of Utah and you really, you know, a lot more than Utah, like freaking world. And we were talking yesterday, actually in the car, we had some windshield time of a yeah. few, few hours yesterday. And I'm like, you, you make connections all the time and expect absolutely nothing back. Yes. And I think that's so important that there, there is that because there are some people that are like, okay, I'm gonna make this connection, but I need you to do this for me. Or like they put it in their bank and like, you know, they're, they're, they're making those notes of like, Hey, I did these four connections for him. I, he owes me this much money or, 
Hey, you know, and, and you don't really like, Hey, I know that person bought something from you. Like you owe me like a commission. Well, that was never talked to before. Like, and so even when like there are deals like that, especially in real estate, you always, and like right now, like you set the expectation, Hey, I'm going to set you up and we're going to do this. And this is what I'm going to expect as a consulting fee or, you know, a, a commission, whatever that's laid out before. So there's no question. There's never any question. And then you're all on the same page because your number one thing is being alignment and being a hundred percent present in everything you do. And so being a hundred percent present in that deal with that person and paying attention to the details has, you know, even personally for me, like in our company, it's helped a lot. I mean, so I think that's super important. So yeah, you're going to have, you're always going to have people that are a one for one, right? right? Well, I've given you one deal before I give you another deal. You need to give me another, you know, one deal. Um, I've had a lot of that in, especially in the commercial real estate world where, you know, you give referrals and deals a lot because maybe you're a little bit more connected or you have access, you know, when, when I was, you know, I've been at the top for a long time in the real estate world. So they come to me and if I can't facilitate it, then it's a referral. And one of the greatest, you know, I, I'm just so grateful for the friends that we surround ourselves with you and I, and, um, some of our friends that, that when we talk and we have these open conversations, you know, outside of business, just as friends. And we talk about, you know, what's the greatest thing that I can do for you is go add value to somebody else without having anything in obli an obligation or, or a return. Right. And people just don't get it. No, they they don't, don't get it. And the minute that you do get it, I promise you anytime that you come to the to table with a deal, even if they're the, on the other side of the table, they're going to want to work with you. Right. You know, because it's, it's not always about being right. It's not always about being, you know, the, the, the tough guy or, Hey, I'm going to one up you or what, whatever that is, is look, you're, you're, you're supporting and representing somebody that, that loves and trusts you. Like you're going to bat for them. Right. And if you've got a sacrifice, there's, trust me, there's so much money in this world for everybody, but it, it all comes with the attitude and the mentality and the mindset of, having a win-win or no deal because not only will the guy across the table that you're negotiating with feel it, but his client will feel it. And so will yours. Right. And if you don't think that that there's repeat business for years and years and years coming from that one action, uh, you're dead wrong. Yeah. Right. You, so you know, your reputation, especially you, in your world and in our world is yeah, everything. Yeah. Right? Just embrace it and love people and, and serve people without, you know, wondering if there's anything coming back to you. Right. And that's important. And it's, it's, it's tough, but the minute that you start doing it, it goes a long way. Right. Man, I appreciate you being on here. I know you're super busy today. Got a lot going on, but one last thing I want to ask you, and I asked you this before in uh, you know, maybe it's changed. I don't know, but what does success mean to you? Success means honestly, just feeling so much love and sharing so much love. Um, I was part of my book actually that I was uh, writing this last week is I, I asked myself that same question. You know, what, what is it? what does success mean to me? And it's honestly having the ability to do what I want, however I want, um, and not feeling the stress and the weight of the world when I come home. Right. Um, I work my guts off. I feel like I work harder than anybody, but I'll tell you what, there's been times where I've worked 18 to 20 hours a day and I didn't feel successful. Right. There's been times where I've made huge paychecks or commissions and I haven't felt successful, but it's honestly success in my mind is, you know, feeling rewarded and, and giving yourself acknowledgement of that reward by feeling the, the, the weight of the world off of you. So when you come home, it's like, ah, or when you do a deal, it's like, that was beautiful. 
I, I, I know that I did that de- de- good deal. Um, I know I did it the right way. I feel so good about it. My client's so happy about it. The other side of the table, so happy about it. And it's that feeling of gratitude within yourself. And right. I never really gave myself grace until the last couple of years. And that's when I started to feel really successful. It was, you know, I connected and I bonded with that relationship that of course it's going to bring a transaction. Of course it's going to bring money. It's of course it's going to bring a deal or capital or whatever it is, or, or, a, 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 an acquisition of an RD dealership. But success isn't really about the money that you're bringing home. It's about doing good in the world and feeling the weight of the world off of you so that you can be your best self. Right. Dude, I love that. It's such a good explanation. Ryan, I appreciate you so much for being on here. Um, People can follow you and check you out at the real Ryan Flint. Just real Ryan Flint. Or not not the. It's just real Ryan Flint. That was probably one of the fakes that were made this week. Yeah. (laughs) Just real, real Ryan Flint on Instagram, kind of in pretty much everywhere else. Yeah. Um, if you like this podcast, please like and share it. Um, you follow me at Jason Haugen on Instagram, and we will see you on the next episode of Culture Camp. Thank you.